This is former Pittsburgh Steeler and Cleveland Browns, Scott Paxson. And you are listening to the Rust Belt Rivals. Welcome back to another season of the Rust Belt Rivals. I am Pittsburgh Steeler fan Nick Angelo, joined as always by my main man, Cleveland Brown fan Simon Siegel. We are here back again. It's a whole new season. Football is here. Simon, did you notice that we don't have any sponsors? I I was about to say we're we seem to be underfunded here. There's there's a hole in the ceiling. I'm the the drip is a little unnecessary. Like I I expected a little bit better. What what the hell happened this offseason? Yeah, so if you guys know of any good sponsors that want to sponsor two jerk offs talking about the NFL, let us know. You can message us at uh rustbeltrivals at gmail.com. We're looking for sponsors. And if you're looking for a good proctologist, take a look at a left field wall. Simon, how are you? <sighs> Nick, I'm so let's just get it out of the way. I am I am relieved that there is a decision on the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Uh, as as y'all know, folks, Deshaun Watson has now been suspended for 11 games, fined $5 million, and I am just, regardless of how I feel about him as a person, court, I the whole thing, I am just glad that I now know what is happening. I know now what to expect, and I now know what to endure for the rest of my fandom as a Cleveland Browns fan. I agree. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad I can now make fun of you and your shit team for not having a quarterback and that you're not going to be able to win ball games because you don't have a starting quarterback. Nothing about the man and the, and the, and the, and the whatever he did is a monster or not. Who, we're not here to comment on that. This is a football podcast. We're going to talk about the X's and O's between the lines. I hate the Browns. Simon hates the Steelers. That's where we're going with that. So... Speak of the devil, I uh, can you tell I'm a little overcompensating about how I feel about the Browns because maybe I might be scared this year. I I'm very curious to hear because we actually have not to be. It's been a crazy summer, folks. We've been doing our own things. We have not really gotten a chance to talk about our our own feelings about each other's teams. So I'm very curious to see how you feel about your quarterback room in general. I'm uh, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to go through. We're going to try and go through the whole league tonight. We're going to have a lot of episode in. We have a lot of season or league in one episode. It's going to be like a Gilmore Girls episode, folks. It's going to be two hours of dialogue in 30 minutes of show. You're speaking my language, Rory. You're speaking my language. Um, but here's how I'm feeling. And I, I, I'm going to say this about this whole Deshaun Watson thing. We'll get back to the Browns later when we cover the AFC North. I do. I understand that there are a lot of fans who are conflicted about how to feel going into the season. I am very much one of them. When Deshaun Watson is eligible to play once again, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to root for the team as it is. I'm going to have no problem rooting for Jacoby Brissett. I've rooted for underwhelming quarterbacks before. Uh, I understand what you're going through. I understand if you left the team. I kind of understand if you went to Carolina, but we'll get to that when we cover the NFC South. So, Nick, where where are we starting? How are we doing this? I'm going to let you drive tonight because I I feel like that's the best way to do well, it. Well, this is where we're going to go. We're going to start off in the NFC, and we're going to finish up uh, with our respective teams and our respective divisions. So stay tuned, folks. But let's start with the NFC North. I'm going to tell you how I have the finish, my pro- my projected order of finish, and then I want you to tell me how you feel about it, if you agree, you disagree, and then we're going to drop some fantasy nuggets on you division by division. But let's start off AFC North. NFC North. NFC North. Thank you. NFC North. I got the Packers winning the division. I don't think that's a big surprise for anybody. Here comes probably my biggest surprise of the entire year. I got those pesky Detroit Lions coming in second place. I don't think you can keep calling them pesky. I don't think I, I don't think that pesky can carry over from last season to this season. I'm going to veto that right now. I will let you continue because so far I don't really disagree with your takes. 
Uh, I got the Vikings coming in third, and I got the Bears round coming uh, coming in last. My my thought process on the Lions and Vikings, which I assume is probably flipped for a lot of people, is that all I hear about is in Minnesota is that they got a whole new coaching staff. Who gives a shit? They still have Kirk Cousins. Adam Thielen's getting older. That offensive line's not that great. Their defense is meh. Like, I don't see why all of a sudden this team that is just mediocre at best. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's fantastic. But I don't see them becoming – I don't think they're a playoff contender. And I think the Lions, I've been saying it for the last couple of seasons, have just gotten better and better. They got good on the lines offensively and defensively. Jared Goff's good enough to win a couple uh, ball games. There it is, folks. Jared Goff's good enough to win a couple ball games. That's not good enough. And so this is why I think that a lot of people probably feel – like you're crazy here. Not I happen to think that I happen to think that the Lions are going to surprise people. I think they'll be neck and neck with Minnesota. I think Minnesota will edge them out in the end. Like I I take it back. I did disagree with you because here's the thing. Kirk Cousins could legitimately lead the league in passing yards. You can't say the same about Jared Goff. I think Kirk Cousins could absolutely do it. Because Kirk Cousins, he can throw for volume, but he's just not good enough in the other areas. And I don't think that they're a good enough team for it to actually matter. We're talking about two teams who are going to miss the playoffs at the end of the day in Minnesota and Detroit. Yeah, I don't think I think only one team's making the the postseason there, and that's of course Green Bay. Uh, the Bears, I think we both have them in last place, but that that's a good segue. Let's stick with the Bears and go into some fantasy nuggets. Where do you see Justin Fields? on the field and in fantasy wise and what how do you feel as a former buckeye the justin fields in chicago so i i it's agonizing it's honestly agonizing i don't i don't have a good read on the situation you i feel think bad for the kids still 100 percent. like you can you can tell like it is out of all of the I will always follow any Buckeye goes into the league, even if they go to the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to follow them. And I'm a root from the new degree and I'm going to, I'm going to see what they do. Cause I am a huge Ohio state Buckeye fan and I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. And I said, you can go back to the fucking tape when he was drafted by the bears. I said, my biggest concern was he was drafted by the fucking bears and they had a bad coaching staff. They did not have a plan for him. And you know what? This offseason, they did nothing to support him. Nothing. They didn't get better at wide receiver. And while there are guys that I think he will elevate and could have a chance to be good, and do I think he will be better in the league this year than he was last year? Man, like I have him in a dynasty league where I can't I can't take him for where or a keeper league that I I can't take him for where I drafted him because he he's in such a bad situation. And I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that you can't get fantasy value out of the Chicago Bears, but the Chicago Bears don't seem to have done anything to optimize that offense to a degree that I feel comfortable at all. Like that could be the worst team in the league next season. And I don't think they're going to have the worst quarterback in the NFL next season. Like that's the crazy thing about it. Yeah, that is crazy, but we'll get to that team in a second. Uh, real quick, round out the fantasy in the NFC North. You have to take a Green Bay Packer wide receiver on your fantasy. Alan Lazard, give me all of the fucking Alan Lazard stock you can. If you are, you're an idiot if you're not buying Alan Lazard. Don't give me this fucking Romeo Dube. Like, he's done fucking shit. Give me a break here. Buy Alan Lazard. Buy all the Alan Lazard you want. That is where you want to go. Aaron Jones, I love because Devontae Adams' targets are now gone. Give, buy. Here's the thing, folks, and it'll be a theme through the entire fucking episode. When you get into those mid to late rounds, do you know what you do? You go into the teams that have a great fucking quarterback, and that's why neither is bat an eye that even though Devontae Adams is gone, even though Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and without a doubt, the best quarterback in that division, and so you buy those stocks. Alan Lazard, give me all of it. Sammy Watkins, eh. Whatever. If Stat Boy Charlie was here, I'm sure we'd make a side bet with Sammy Watkins. You take an Alan Lazard or Darnell Mooney? <laughs> Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. Let's move down south, NFC South. Here is my order of finish. I got the Tampa Bay Bucks order uh, coming in first, even though, where's Tom Brady? Where's Tom? 
So Tom Brady is away from the team for personal reasons. Uh, Going to be back maybe this weekend, maybe ne- early next week. Uh, Antonio Brown doesn't seem to be happy about it. And my, like here, this is, and this has been said, <laughs> this has been said, and I, I'm, I'm going to do this, folks. Folks, listen in here, folks, because I've seen it among Brown's Twitter, and I'm going to agree with it. While I hate the Steelers, Holy shit, Mike Tomlin reining that man in for as long as he did. Whew, that is that that is award worthy right there. So for what it is, I mean, I'm glad it didn't result in a ring. So great. But uh yeah, wow. Yeah, AB's out of his mind. He said that he wanted to uh he feels bad that he could never watch himself, not on tape, but live. And then he compared himself to Jesus at Red Rocks for some. I don't even know why Jesus would be at Red Rocks. But anyway, you know, let's. The this is are great. This is not. This is not the uh, the mental health portion of the show. Uh, after Tampa Bay, I got New Orleans coming in second place, and then I have Carolina, and of course Atlanta. Who my prediction from last season: stay strong. Atlanta will get the number one overall pick in this upcoming draft. I I like Carolina. I like Carolina to be my big surprise team of the year because of their defense. Not because of their quarterback. Think, I also think New Orleans is a pretty good team. I think Jameis is going to do well. I think Michael Thomas comes back. I think New Orleans kind of just keeps humming along. But I do like that Panthers quarterback. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's a, what's his name? Uh, the, uh, Baker? Baker Cornfield? What's his name? Yeah, I, we're, 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 all, we're all familiar with. With good old Baker Reagan Mayfield. And if if there was gonna be a middle name that Baker Mayfield had, it would absolutely you'd absolutely named after Ronald fucking Reagan right there. Do you hate Baker? Are you anti-Baker? So I'm I'm not anti-Baker. I'm not so I'm not anti-Baker, but I'm I'm very it's very funny and it's it's so this is gonna be one of these weird weird things with the Browns. Baker was shit on a lot when he was the Cleveland Browns quarterback. And then I think because the Browns being villainized for whatever reason, however you feel about it for the Deshaun Watson thing and moving on from Baker. Now I feel like there's a lot of Baker praise all of a sudden. And it's just this weird fucking thing to watch. And I'm like, it's the same. It's the same fucking picture. And like, I don't. I don't dislike Baker as a player but I also like know what Baker is as a player. And like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of Carolina showing up next season and like them being these world beaters that I'm like, Oh my God, we made this huge mistake. Like, no Baker Mayfield is what Baker Mayfield is. And I don't think that Baker Mayfield is going to do anything that surprising next season. I think that they're a eight win team, nine win team, Maybe. I think Carolina's got a good young defense. They got some good talent and weapons around them. I think Baker Mayfield comes in and he he helps that team win some ball games. I think they lose games they should win, win games they should lose. I think I'm going to buy a Baker Mayfield Carolina Panthers jersey just so you have to wa- watch me wear it the entire time. This uh, listen, I, 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 the fact that the Cleveland Browns open up on the road again at Carolina is the most amazing thing. It's the best storyline of week one without Without a a fucking doubt. doubt. Without a doubt. We are going to be watching that one. Toot sweet. I'm a, I like, I like Baker in in Carolina real quick. Fantasy nuggets. Where do you like Kyle Pitts this year? I like Kyle Pitts as a top four tight end. I'd probably put him as my number three tight end. Um, I, I think it's, it's Travis Kelsey, it's Mark Andrews, it's, it's, uh, fucking George Kittle. If you think he's going to stay healthy, I just don't think he's going to stay healthy. So I think it's Kyle Pitts number three. Um, the quarterback situation scares me, but, and, and we'll, we'll have situations like this later. Kyle Pitts isn't really a tight end. He's really a wide receiver. Drake London's there, but. Obviously, Calvin Ridley gone for the season. I think that there's enough opportunity there for Kyle Pitts to be great. I think Kyle Pitts next season 
2023, it might be tight end number one. With CJ Stroud. This season, my man. Atlanta Falcons quarter. But we can we just refer to the Falcons quarterback this year as CJ Stroud and waiting? Just, yeah, I, I, CJ Stroud in the wing, Stroud in the wings. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I love, yeah. I love it. Cause a hundred, hundred percent. Um, and, but that's how I feel about Kyle Pitts. I feel like Kyle Pitts is going to be great. He's going to be excellent. That team is just not there yet because it's Marcus Mariota. They need a quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. Last fantasy little, little question. Let me pose it for you. Does the signing of Julio Jones in Tampa Bay ruin your Russell Gage sleeper pick? Because we were all foaming at the mouth when Russell Gage got a phone call from Mr. Brady, recruited him, recruited him to Tampa Bay. We're like, this is going to be the kid. Chris Godwin may be hurt. Russell Gage had a hell of a quiet season with Atlanta last year. And all of a sudden, Julio Jones is still in the league. How do you feel about that? Uh, So I'm actually, I'm not. I I don't want a lot of the Tampa Bay wide receivers because I don't really know. They have so many fucking mouths to feed there. Yeah. That I don't really want want a lot of that. Uh, and if it's coming to uh, eating time, feeding time in Tampa, it might be uh, Leonard Fournette well, in more but, ways than one. But also, like, Russell Gage is, like, banged up. Like, they're all banged up. All of them carry injury concern. Chris Godwin coming back from injury. Mike Evans is always banged up. Always like, a hamstring. There's th- That team is... That team is wide receiver by committee and running back com- by committee. And until Tom Brady comes back, quarterback by committee. Uh, but Ooh. we're... I. I I actually think that there are other players, and I actually want to talk about New Orleans more, because you mentioned New Orleans kind of humming along and Michael Thomas. But let's talk about Michael Thomas. Where did he go to school? The. uh, And so did Chris Olave, who in the event that Michael Thomas doesn't return, I think Chris Olave can be very good. But the thing is, like, Michael Thomas, like, there is... I think people are forgetting that that man was... A fucking world beater. He had and, one of the greatest receiving seasons in NFL history not and, that long ago. And then he got hurt. And there's no reason that he can't come back and be a world beater. Everyone was like, oh, Jamar Chase took a year off of football and then like they came back and was great as a fucking rookie yep. and was a fucking stud. There's no reason this man, especially when you talk about and Let's talk about Carolina and CMC and people like, oh, CMC, if he plays 17 games, he's a league winner and he's going in the top five picks. Michael Thomas is going like the sixth, seventh round. Yeah. And that's a man who can win fucking games. And Jameis Winston, he'll throw picks, but he'll throw the ball deep. And yeah, he's great. He's great for your fantasy wide receivers, not for the uh, interceptions that he's going to throw. So listen, I obviously I know I'm a homer. I love Ohio State, but like. Pay attention to both of those wide receivers and pay attention to the injury reports. Pay attention to how they're like read. If, if this is all you're listening to, then you're an idiot. But like, I'm telling you what I do is I fucking read. I look at every fucking team's injury reports. I look specifically at what their beat reporters are saying. And this is the stuff that like, we'll, we're going to go into detail, but like, this is how you should be approaching your league is you have to look at these things. You have to look at these reports, Russell Gage and Mike and Mike Evans aren't practicing this week. Like you need to look at this shit as you're evaluating who you're going to draft. Alvin Kamara, probably going to play all 17 games this year. All 17 weeks. I, 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 as the last time I checked from Adam Schefter, which who knows if that's true. As of right now, Alvin Kamara does not seem to be in jeopardy of losing any games this year. It's probably going to roll over into next year, but keep an eye on that as well. Let's Uh, wait, wait. I've got one guy. I also want to just like, we have to take, you have to keep an eye on Tyler Algier in Atlanta. Mm. I know I was wrong on Mike Davis in Atlanta last year. Oh boy. Yeah. That was a swing and a miss. I'll, I'll own that one. But again, I do think that there's potential there. It depends on how deep your league is. Our, our Nick and I's league, which we haven't even talked about this year. We've, we're moving to a, a four person bench, which really str- screws you if you're trying to play sleepers. So keep pay attention to that running back situation. Maybe not week one or two, but eh, week six, he could take over as the lead back. Yeah. He's going to be on your waivers most likely, unless you're in a deep league. So keep him in your, uh, interested in let's move to the East 
Simon, uh, maybe a surprise for most people can think. I like I like them E A G L E S Eagles. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. I got the Cowboys coming in second. The Giants, God Almighty, when are they going to? They're either going to make or break this year. I feel like I say that every season. And then the Commanders pulling up the rear with our favorite redheaded quarterback captaining that ship. I want to know how you feel about the Eagles. I think they might be number one seed in the NFC, possibly. Well, that is that's a that's a bold statement right there. I don't know that I could go with that, but i i don't I don't think it's far fetched to say that the Eagles would win that division. I do see it similar to you. I think that it's the Eagles and the Cowboys at the top, and you've got the Giants and the Redskins at the bottom. And I think those can go by the i i. I don't think I actually think that I feel more confident in Carson Wentz guiding that team to a third place finish than I do with Terod Taylor and Daniel Jones and Brian Dable. Like everyone gives him a lot of credit for doing the shit with Josh Allen. But I saw him when he was in Cleveland. He was kind of underwhelming. I don't know that. I think Josh Allen is a specific thing. And if you're hoping that Daniel Jones or Terod Taylor (laughs) turn into Josh Allen, then Oh man, I got a bridge I can sell you. Uh, I think this would be a bad season for the Giants. I think that they made a lot of good draft picks last year, but I think that they need to bottom out. And hey, maybe maybe CJ Stroud is in New York. Or sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe CJ Stroud is in New Jersey. There it is. Uh, out there in the Meadowlands. Uh, real quick, fantasy nuggets. Then we'll move on to the West. Where are you where are you taking Saquon Barkley in your draft? Where does he fall to you? Where you take him? Uh, so literally in our draft, I would only consider him when I pick. I pick eleventh overall. I would pick consider him as my fourth round pick. Fourth I would take round. him after the t- the turn. I love him this year. And of that, course you do. Yeah, that's a homer. That's a homer pick. But I love him. He looks healthy. He looks amazing. I pick fourth overall if he's there on the. On the comeback in the second round, I'm scooping them up. And I appreciate your donation to my daughter's college fund. Tony Pollard, taking him? Yes? Uh, no? Ab- absolutely taking him. I'm also taking Zeke where he's going. Like, Zeke at his ADP, I'll probably take. I yeah, love I Tony Pollard. Um, honestly, and again, you're going to hear it a lot. The, but Curtis Samuel. Give me, give me a healthy Curtis really? Samuel. Oh, Curtis Samuel. Abs- absolutely. <sighs> give me a healthy Curtis Samuel. Well, in a... With four bench positions, I don't think you're taking Curtis Samuel. I don't want anything to do with Antonio Gibson. Give me oh, Curtis Samuel. That's, a, that's just a sad story. That's going to be a Netflix documentary in a couple of years. With poor Antonio Gibson. Let's go out west, Simon, to wrap up the NFC. I got the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, coming in first place simply for the fact that no one in this division is going to challenge them. The 49ers could be a really good team. They're well coached, but the Trey Lance question mark you just don't know. Then the Cardinals and then the Seahawks. If Geno Smith is the starting quarterback with the Seahawks, move over Atlanta because Seattle might be going for CJ Stroud in the draft. The Cardinals, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo what you said about them last year. They're in shambles. Kyler Murray can't stay healthy. Hopkins is out for six weeks. I hear Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore. I I just don't I think the Cardinals are falling apart and this is the year we realize that they have a terrible terrible uh head coach. Oh oh oh, oh I'm sorry. This is the year we For realize most people, because I think this I'm is the sorry. Year. I was fucking driving that train last season and I got a lot of shit for it and yet here we are with the disappointing Arizona Cardinals. Thank you very much. Well, do you see that order of finish anywhere? So, I guess here's the interesting question. The the twenty four million dollar twenty four point three. I don't know what the dollars are, but where is Jimmy G playing this season? Because you mentioned Jim Geno Smith, but is G- obviously San Francisco isn't trading Jimmy G to Carol to Seattle. But where else is Jimmy G going to go? The Bachelorette. Uh, I mean. I would argue that he could possibly go to Cleveland if he's released and they decide that Jimmy G is an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett. Now, do I think they're going to do that? I don't think so. That they, would be they the signed best Jacob- looking thing to happen to Cleveland in a very long so, time. So honestly, 
we'd have the best looking quarterback and the best looking coach in the NFL. I'm very concerned that my wife might start watching football or maybe she would start watching football. And this would be a good thing. I haven't really decided how I feel about it, but some one way or another, I'm losing my wife. Uh, but no, I, I, so I do, that is a question. Cause I do think that Jimmy G winds up somewhere and the place somewhere he would wind up would be Seattle from yeah. All expectations. Yeah. So that's why I, I hesitate to make any decisions on the West. I think that Arizona is a lost cause. I think Seattle is mostly a disaster. I'm intrigued by San Francisco. I think Trey Lance's upside is so high. And for fantasy reasons, yes. I love him. Love uh, him in fantasy. This year. I also like, give me Brandon Ayuk. I give me Debo. Uh, that's also like, that's Curtis Samuel. Like Curtis Samuel could be the next Debo. And I think that at least Carson Palmer can do it some of the time. Like he's not going to win him a lot of games, but I think fantasy wise, that's why I like going back to why I like Curtis Samuel. But I, I think that the Rams are the team to beat. I think that you, you draft your Cooper cup, you draft your cam acres, you draft your van Jefferson. Mm. Mm, I think that's the guy you want. I think that's the guy you want. I think there's a there. I think there's a, a, a wide receiver from uh, Pen, the Pennsylvania State University that finally has a good quarterback that you might want to. Yeah, and, keep I, and, I, and, and I'm fading Allen Robinson in every fucking draft I'm in. So yes or no? Are you concerned about Stafford's elbow? A little bit, but Stafford's been banged up for years. Like he was banged up in Detroit all this yeah. time. And like it, like that's the thing is. Stafford was always just banged up in Detroit. He had back issues. Like, I, like this is nothing new from Matt Stafford. Could it be a concern? Yes, but as of right now, no. I'm not. I'm not buying into that. Geno Smith, Drew Locke, maybe Jimmy G. Are you staying away from DK Metcalf in fantasy? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not confident in wide receivers. And I'll tell you, you know who I was really big on is Kenneth Walker. Uh, I really thought that this kid was going to be great, but he's apparently dealing with a hernia Mm. and a hernia without surgery is three to six weeks with surgery at seven to 10 weeks. More like Kenneth. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with their running backs. Now. I honestly, if I'm going to, if I'm going to take a flyer on a Seattle Seahawk player, it's Tyler Lockett. Uh, Never again. And, and, and yes, and that's, this is. Folks, this is why I'm excited for Nick's donation to be him passing on Tyler Lockett and drafting Saquon in the second round. Uh, it's gonna be glorious, folks. I I can't imagine what I'm gonna buy with his money yet, but uh, it'll be something nice. Let's stay out west, but move over to the AFC in probably the best division, offensively speaking. AFC I best. cannot wait for the four o'clock games this year. This is actually going to be a treat. This is going to be fantastic, the AFC West. They went out, every team, it's like they were in an arms race. Every team got better, got more and more weapons. This is going to be an absolute shootout out there in the West. I got the Chargers coming in first place. I think the Chiefs come in second, the Broncos in third, and the Raiders in fourth. But I literally could make a case for all four of those teams to either come in first or come in last. Like it's, It's... it's incredible the amount of change that this division has seen. And I'm very interested in what Russ does in the mile high city. How do you see it, Simon? Uh, this is going to be a division that all goes like five. They're all going to be mediocre. They'll be disappointed. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> going to be a fucking, it's going to be a fucking bloodbath. And I can't wait to see it. Um, I, I like the chargers to win the division this year. I think they've, They've gone out. They've made the right investments on both sides of the ball. I think they've been aggressive. I think they've got a great coach who knows how to, who knows how to honestly like listen to fucking like the data and like be a little bit more intelligent than other play, like teams. And I think that 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 is the turn. Like we're seeing that turn here. I I like the Chargers. I think Casey and. San and San Diego or and Los Angeles almost all I, I guess that's a dollar in the jar. I think they both make the playoffs. I don't think that we get three teams into the playoffs from that division in the end. Hmm. 
But man, maybe we do. Because I do think Denver finishes third. And if you're looking for, if you're like, let's go straight into fantasy nuggets here. I'll, I'll tell you this. If you're looking for last year's Matt Stafford, well, let me tell you, it's fucking Russell Wilson. And if you're looking for not quite last year's Cooper Cup, it's Cortland Sutton. Love Cortland Sutton. Those are the two. I I, I like Russ more. I th- I like Russ more than where he is going in most drafts. Like I, I like I think that he is better than he is going. And I think Cortland Sutton is going to be emerge as the go to guy. I I agree. I like Sutton over Judy. Although I still like Judy. But if I'm picking one before the other, it's definitely Cortland Sutton. Uh, I think Denver's going to have a, an explosive offense. But you're right, Los Angeles. They the thing the reason why I think they go first is because they improve their defense the most. So I like the Chargers to win that division. But there is something else other than fantasy that I do want to bring up with this division, and it is our first bet of the week. Brought to you by Caesar's Sports Bet, as you can find in Penn Station. Although I think he got kicked out to uh, in he was Times at Square. Port Authority. He's now he's at Penn. Oh, he's a Penn Station now. Yeah, Penn Station now. Yeah. Okay. So they go find Caesar at Penn Station um, and put this bet down. It's a futures bet. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Kansas City Chief George Karlaftis from Purdue. I'm telling you right now, the kid is legit. He's he's a rock eater. And he is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. A rock eater? Rock. He just, he's just a big, dumb idiot, folks. I mean, I don't know. He's probably a really nice guy. I, I'm sorry, George. But you just look at him. He just, he's just there, and he's, just, he, he's there to play ball, and I love it. And I think he's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. So, Cesar, put right. Hondo on it. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll also throw out here, if you are in a deep league, uh, Skymore. I like him. Grab your and uh, and I'm fading Isaiah Pacheco. Like, eh, no, like I don't want. I I don't trust any running back over there enough to buy. But I like Sky more. Um, how do you feel? Out of curiosity, how do you feel uh, about your man Juju? Juju? I love him. I love him out there. I think Juju's going to be the guy. Juju's not going to be. He's going to get the tough yards. I think Kelsey's going to be Kelsey. I don't like MVS is not. I I keep hearing MVS, MVS, MVS. Why? He's never done anything. What has he ever done? Why is he going to all of a sudden be the guy? I think Juju is going to get the tough yards. He's going to make probably he's going. He's the type of guy is going to get eight catches, seven yards, maybe a touchdown. You know. You know what I say about MVS. If MVS was any good, Aaron Rodgers would have told the Packers to fucking keep him. That's for sure. That's what I true. That's what I say. I mean. Maybe Aaron Watcher. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> That's what I do. Aaron Watcher. Oh, well, I'm are, high are on you, ayahuasca. I think I'm high you, on ayahuasca. That's why I, I can't keep it straight. <laughs> ayahuasca doesn't smell like rotten eggs. Do you feel okay? <laughs> Let's move down south, AFC South. I think this one's easy. I think the Colts run away with this division. I think they have, <laughs> I, think they have this, I think the Colts have this wrapped up. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts. How many years be, have we're going to do this? Will be. Come on. Listen, the Come Colts on, man. will be the first division clincher. I just don't think that. I mean, the Titans. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I think their windows closed. I think the Jags improve. I think Houston improves, but not not to the point of like they're going to be legit contenders. I think the Colts, simply because of the division they play in, are going to be the easy, clear-cut winners of the division. I can't imagine you're taking the Jags or Houston, so you're a Titans guy? All right. So, folks, we hear every year that, oh, my God, the Colts are going to do it. Let's look at the tape here, folks. 2021, Tennessee Titans. 2020, Tennessee Titans. 2019, Houston Texans. 2018, Houston Texans. 2017, Jacksonville Jaguars. 2016, Houston Texans. 2015, Houston Texans. 2014, Indianapolis Colts. So they're due. Now, <laughs> that's not how statistics that, work. So they're due. I, listen. Do I think that it is possible that the Indianapolis Colts finally figure it out? Yeah, it's possible. But do I actually believe it? 
No. I think it's going to be the Titans again. I think it'll be the Titans because I just think that the Colts will Colt it out. And I I understand how, yes, is Matt Ryan an upgrade from Carson Wentz? Yes. Yes. How much of an upgrade? I don't know because, again, we're getting an older Matt Ryan. The Colts or the Falcons weren't particularly good last year. Like, I I don't. I just don't buy the Colts as a whole. They're also going to... They are going to regress in some areas. They will increase in some areas. Like, Jonathan Taylor will be good. Do I think Jonathan Taylor will be an all-world beater this year again? Maybe. But they also say that he's going to reduce his carries. Mm, Yeah, well. You say that now in the preseason when it doesn't matter. Uh, I just... I, I I don't have the faith in Indianapolis as a whole. I think I just, I've, I've seen this movie before and if they prove me wrong, they prove me wrong, but I'm going to go with the Titans. I like, like everyone's like, Oh, Traylon Burks, there's all this. Oh, yeah. He, he, he wasn't healthy. He wasn't in shape. He wasn't doing, yeah, he's doing fine. And he's also gonna be the number two to Robert Woods. Who's very fucking good. I do like that signing. And by the way, I think, I think that they're going to be just fine. I'm going to give me the Titans to win that division. I think the Malik Willis, countdown has already started and that's going to be a detriment for that locker room and i also think the colts win the division but i also think they're the fourth seed like i don't think the colts are going to be like legit super bowl contenders i just think they win this division let's move over to fantasy real quick i'm going to throw some names out to you tell me what you think real quick travis Etienne, love him love him christian kirk hate him your boy michael Pittman, love him why where'd he go to school the let's move out east this one's kind of easy i think buffalo buffalo is my favorite to win the super bowl buffalo uh, buffalo 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 that's a real sentence that's uh, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're they're my favorite to win the super bowl because as i just said about the colts they're due i got the patriots coming up second place i think mac jones gets better I think the Dolphins are going to be third place. I don't think I uh, Tua. I'm I don't. I'm not a believer until he proves me otherwise. I just don't buy it. And the Jets, I had them poised to kind of be a little bit of a dark horse darling, but their quarterback Zach Wilson got beat up in a preseason game. Now Joe Flacco might beat their starting quarterback, so you know I'm picking them to finish last place. Simon, I'd have to assume. The big debate in this division is Patriots Dolphins. Yeah, and I I'm 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 buying the Dolphins. I'm gonna buy their offensive weapons. I'm gonna buy that they have that their head coach now. Uh, I, I think uh, I think he's going to use those weapons in a creative way. Um, I don't buy what New England has as a team. I just don't buy Mac Jones. I don't buy. Their receiving core, even like Devontae Parker, obviously, like that's that's the wide receiver that you want in New England because you want the wide receiver that Miami gave up on mm-hmm. and New England acquired. Like if we if history has told us anything, Devontae Parker is in for a monster fucking year. Um, but I honestly I really do. I do think that Miami can do damage in that division. I think Miami is a, a playoff fringe team. I'm not buying Mac. I don't. I, I'm selling the the Patriots this year. Um, I, I, I'll tell you why I buy Mac Jones. It's not so much I buy Mac 10. I'm buying Belichick because I always do. I think Belichick has another year with him, and I, I just I, – I, you have to assume that that offense is going to click a little bit extra this year. If they can get their defense together, I think I like the Patriots. So do, do, so do you – like you – you when do you stop buying Bill Belichick? And – and here's the thing, because I, I think that Bill Belichick is a great coach, and he's done a lot of great things. He obviously, like, you look at what he's done in the league, it's great. But also, like, Pete Carroll, like, I've I, I've stopped buying Pete Carroll. I, I don't believe Pete Carroll is the right man to be steering the ship in Seattle. Well, he's I think 90 be and chews gum very uh, obnoxiously. And, and wait, what? and Bill Belichick is the New England version well, of that. Well, look, like, if, if the Patriots come out and they're, they're dog shit and Mac Jones looks terrible, then yeah, maybe it's time that... But but here's my he question. He goes to the Navy, is, but, is, but here's the thing. I don't is, think that's I happening. Don't, but 
But I don't look at what the Patriots have done in terms of drafting, acquiring free agents in the same way that Buffalo or Miami has done in doing that same, or the Jets have done in terms of, like, I feel like the New England is standing pat uh, to a degree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come here for the hard-hitting puns, folks. Um, and listen, at the end of the day, we all know what I'm rooting for. There's only one thing I'm rooting for in this division. The um, Buffalo Bills to win the AFC and to lose in the Super Bowl. Four straight times. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just it, 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 that's it just that, that's it, folks. Uh, but but I, I do want to talk about the Jets, and I, I just as long as uh, there's a lot of concern about the Jets, and there's a lot of they they drafted a running back and a wide receiver to challenge their previous running back and wide receiver. And here's what I'm going to say, folks. This is what I'm going to say: the player that you want to draft on the New York Jets is Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is the player that is going I can I will predict has the most impactful year of the Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Michael Carter picks. Okay. I'm I am more confident that Elijah Moore will be impactful because I think he is quarterback proof because he actually had better games when Zach Wilson wasn't out there. And it's going to be dependent on Zach Wilson to come out there and find him to a I don't disagree with this at all. And I think that Garrett Wilson, as much as, and do you know where Garrett Wilson went to college? I don't know. Remind me? The? Let's stick with wide receiver in the fantasy nuggets here in the AFC East. Tyreek Hill is going to Miami, which makes me incredibly excited for Jalen Waddle's sophomore year. I think Jalen Waddle somehow gets better. I I I completely agree with you. And where I I I'm very much interested in Jalen Waddle. While he is not, he's a guy that I'm like I'm I'm finding myself settling for in places where it's like, is he the guy that I really want? No, but he's there. Well, yeah, I'm absolutely taking him, and it's I'm, I'm very happy where I'm finding Jalen Waddle right now. I expect that to change because so many people listen to this podcast. But uh, right now, I'm buying all those Jalen Waddle shares. Love Jalen Waddle this year. Let, all right. All right, here we are. Let's get to the AFC North. Oh, boy. Let's get to this shit division. I don't know if I can act legitimately give you my prediction of finish here. I mean, I have one, but I don't like it. I don't think it's... I mean, I think Cincinnati wins the division. Uh, the defending AFC champs, I don't think that there's going to be... Even if they take a step back this year, which they might, you know, Joe Burrow is a little bit lighter now. He's missing an appendix, but... I, I think Cincinnati wins this division pretty handedly. Might give the Colts a run for their money for the first clincher. I I have Baltimore coming in last. I have Pittsburgh. I have Pittsburgh over Cleveland because clearly I'm biased. We'll get into that in just a second. Let's talk about Baltimore. It's no secret that we both hate this team. But we also respect the fact that they're a good team and a good coach. Ugh. And, you know, they, they're they they're contenders year-round. I just don't think they have, they're, they have nobody on their offense. When your tight end is the only option they have, J.K. Dobbins is still hurt. Gus Edwards is still hurt. They have no wide receivers. I know you and I both loved Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman coming out of Minnesota last year, but he has done nothing to prove that he is worth anything. And I don't think I could tell you their next wide receiver in line. Lamar Jackson is going to be asked to do too much this year, and it's all going to fall apart. And the defense is just another year older. I think Baltimore hits rock bottom this year. Am I nuts? Is that hopeful thinking? So, folks, if I've if I've learned anything in my time following sports and knowing Nick Angelo, it means that you want to rush to Caesar at Port Authority, <laughs> sorry Penn Station, and put all of your money on the Baltimore They're Ravens win the this division, year. Aren't they? They're going to win the fucking oh, Super Bowl God. after that fucking rant. They're going to win like, the goddamn gonna win, Super Bowl. They're going to win the whole fucking thing. Oh, uh, <laughs> so no. All right, 
I I get where you're coming from, and I, I do actually, for the most part, agree. The wide receiving core is underwhelming, and the running backs are injured, and Mark Andrews is their best receiving option as far as I see it. However, look at the division they're playing in. Mm-hmm. Look who they're playing against. Uh, like there's, you have to you have to beat the schedule that you have. And I, I don't I, I don't have Baltimore's schedule in front of me, but I can probably make the case for them struggling through with the roster that they have because they have a little bit of consistency. They do have a very good coach, and you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy that Baltimore has a head coach who I don't even hate as much as his brother. (laughs) I hate him a lot, but even in that family, he's he's not the worst. And he's he's the coach of the Baltimore Ravens. And it's obvious it's a very specific scenario. (laughs) But man, that's really really interesting, folks. Um, I, I I think Cincinnati will be fine this year. I don't know about Pittsburgh finishing second. Well, let's just get into it then. Let's let's talk about Steelers Browns. We'll, we we won't go too far into this. Perhaps you and I will actually record separate episodes, mega focused on each team. Give me your best case scenario, worst case scenario for the Cleveland Browns. Best case scenario, worst case scenario. All right. So I'll start with the I'll start with the worst case scenario. So worst case scenario is Jacoby Brissett is just overwhelmed, can't handle it. Uh, we're in a shitty situation where we have, we just, we win zero, like two games before. And then when Deshaun Watson comes back, he's just not ready to take over and we continue to lose games because he's been out of the league for a while. And like, like that's, like that, the worst case scenario is pretty obvious. I think. I yeah. think it's just that Jacoby Brissett fit, but I don't actually think that that's that's like the. I, I think we're already in the worst case scenario for the Browns. Just and that's why like, that's why I don't. I think they come in third. So the worst case scenario for the Browns was a more than eight game suspension. I think eight games was survivable if you're talking about the Cleveland Browns as a legitimate playoff team. Um. So in terms of best case scenario, best case scenario is the Browns win the first four games of the season, which let's be honest, they're probably going to be favored in. They're playing Carolina, they're playing Pittsburgh, they're playing Atlanta, and they're playing the Jets. Like those are the first four games of the season, not necessarily in that order, but uh, it's, uh, sorry, it's. Carolina, Jets, Steelers, Atlanta. Those are four winnable games at the the beginning of the season, and obviously I'm sure you have your opinion on the Pittsburgh game, but um, I think that's where, that's like the the idea is that you you start win four games in a row, and then you find a way to win a couple of games, and then Deshaun Watson comes in, and he's healthy enough to bring you to the postseason. But all that, you can hear in my voice, there's no real conviction there. I think... This is kind of just a lost season for the Browns. Yeah. Wow. And I'm and glad you said it, to be honest with you. It, and well, because I'm going to say something else. And it, it's the thing that's the it's the dirty. It's not a dirty secret. It's the well, it, it kind of is because some people don't know it. And I think this is the thing that it still continuously blows my mind when I think about it. And regardless of you feel about how the Browns did I'll tell you this, and this is probably more damning of the Browns than anything. And I'll tell you, the Cleveland Browns front office is taking a victory lap right now. Because at the end of the day, if even if this is a lost season, let me ask you this, Nick. In a vacuum, would you take as your quarterback Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson? Oh, I mean, Deshaun Watson is the answer to that question, but there's a lot of, I mean, this guy hasn't played, this guy hasn't played football in a very long time, and I know we say we're not going to get into it, but you have to take in the consideration that this guy's been through a mental dragging 
And if he if he is innocent and he has been dealt with this, you think he's just going to come out there and shake it off and play back to the, the the days of Clemson? I mean, that's a lot to ask of a person. They're not asking him to play back to the days of Clemson. They're asking him to play back to the games of Houston. Like let's like again, and we're 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 taking again. I'm asking you this in a vacuum. Like we're not talking about the other stuff. Would you take stats wise on the field wise, Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson? Hey, that's Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's a that's a that's a no brainer. I'd be a complete you know asshole that, if I said otherwise. Do you know that Baker Mayfield uh, is only six months younger than Deshaun Watson? No, I did not know that. I lied. Deshaun Watson's six months younger than Baker uh, Mayfield. Well, I mean, and that's why. And listen again. And I'm. This is why. And this is why it is. This is why it happened. And if if you're wondering why the Browns sold their soul, and again, the Browns sold their soul, quote unquote. There were 13 teams who submitted trade proposals. There were five. It, and Nick's making a face. And <laughs> but but here, okay, but this, is, right, the, the, this right. is the narrative. At the end of the day, the NFL is a business, and this is why, and I'm saying for better, like, this is why the Browns made that decision. But it's, and that's why they also think that a, a wash season is a wash season. No, the NFL right. is, it's all about money, it's all about you're, wins. You're, you're, you're right. I mean, this is, you know, when we're doing our preseason preview for next year, then yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about that. This year, I'm going to tell you, your best case scenario is that Jacoby Brissett plays good enough to st- play 500 ball, your defense, which is good, basically wins ball games for you in on the strength of your running game, which are things that can kind of happen. However, you don't have a center, and Kareem Hunt wants to get out of there. Look, these are all things that probably get fixed. Kareem no. Hunt came back to practice already. That's yeah, already, I'm just saying already done. That could happen, but the idea that it might not, it doesn't – doesn't do well for the Browns this year. So maybe they're in the bottom of the basement. Maybe they get another great draft class at, to match the last two they have. And then you're right with a full season of Deshaun Watson. Look out. Maybe 2023 is the year for the Cleveland Browns. I want to move down 79, head to my hometown of Pittsburgh. Let me give you best case scenario. Tell me about Carney Pickett. <laughs> you know, small hands, smells he, like cabbage. He will be holding the clipboard. Which would be great. Which if you're if you want to talk about AFC North teams next year and for the future, Kenny Pickett should not play this year. Mason Rudolph ain't going to be on the team, and Mitch Trubisky is going to be our starting quarterback. Now, is he going to be an All Pro? No. Is he a guy you want on fantasy? No. Is he going to do enough that you can win ball games with? Once again, see if this sounds familiar. A really good defense and a strong running game. Yes. Now, how strong is that running game going to be? Najee Harris is could be the best running back in the league. We'll see. It all depends on that offensive line, a young offensive line that can take steps to improve. Go over to the defense. Could be the best defense in the league. Can they stop the run? Yes, I'll tell you why. Two words, Miles Jack. That signing is a game changer for the black and gold. Remember that. Miles Jack and Robert Splain, by the way, uh, because Devin Bush ain't playing this year. Miles Jack is going to be the the missing piece of that dominant defense. Najee Harris is going to be an incredible running back. George Pickens and... You know what it comes down to, Simon? <laughs> you, you, did you hear that? You know what it comes down to? You know how the Steelers have a good season? You know how they don't have a losing season under Mike Tomlin? is if I, Nick Angelo, co-host of the Rust Belt Rivals, Pittsburgh Steeler fan, am 100% wrong on Chase Claypool. If Chase Claypool grows up, matures, and takes the leadership role that he has been handed and proves me wrong, Pittsburgh Steelers are a decent team. But if he can't control that locker room and that wide receiver room, because Deontay Johnson, I don't know how you pay a guy who can't catch a ball, but he's he is his own he is his own island. 
George Pickens could be a, a legit superstar, but there's something about him I just can't put my finger on. So I, for me, when I look at Pittsburgh, it all comes down to quarterback. We have seen a lot of consistency out of Pittsburgh in terms of quarterback over the last how many years? It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with a legitimate quarterback competition because Mitch Trubisky is not, he is not a guy that you just sign to expect to, oh, he's going to start 17 games and no one's going to challenge him. Not with a guy that you drafted as a rookie who's going to challenge him or with Mason Rudolph. And you said Mason Rudolph is going to be off the team. Do you know where here Mason Rudolph might wind up? Those pesky Detroit Lions. I mean, there's a, there's also there's also something to be said real quick that Mason Rudolph is not not the starting quarterback. No one's won that job. Mason Rudolph is the incumbent. He knows the offense, and he didn't look terrible in the preseason game. All three quarterbacks looked pretty good, actually. Mason Rudolph has not lost the starting position. He hasn't won it, but no one else has either. He's the he's the odds-on long shot, but he hasn't not, not won. The, <laughs> that scares me. That terrifies me, and I don't want him on the team anymore. So what is worst-case scenario? Worst case scenario is that offensive line just is as bad as advertised. Najee Harris can't get going. Mitch Trubisky is the Matt Nagy, terrible Chicago Bear quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. George Pickens doesn't even doesn't mature. Neither does Chase Claypool. They both and start TikTok they, videos They, they start TikToking and punching each other on the field. Cam Hayward is a little bit long in the tooth and he's not as elite as he used to be. TJ Watts, the only guy on the defense that can't stop the run. Miles Jack was a bus signing. That's worst case scenario. Is it possible? Yeah. I don't think, I think, I think the mile, I am very, very confident in the miles Jack signing. I think that is a game changer for the defense. I think cam still has, this is the last year cam Hayward is going to be in the conversation of elite. Everybody knows it, too. That whole locker room knows it. The leader of that team, this is it. He's got a couple more years left, but they're going to be on the decline. I thought he's, he's pretty soft, though, right, according to Ben? Yeah, well, you know, this guy's got to start selling books or something. I, I, whatever. They, they, are, they are in a position to surprise a lot of people. And then what, what's the X factor? The best leader in sports, Mike Tomlin. Notice how I said that. I didn't say coach. I said leader. <laughs> That's because when the, when man. the when the clock's running, <laughs> Nick, Nick I, I, like, folks, when the clock I, is I, running, I, I, I have I'm going to interrupt this because Nick has spent so much time in the showers thinking about how he's wording this. <laughs> I just want to call this out. He's put a lot of thought into this, folks. So I really want you to sit up and pay attention here. That gives me a perfect way to segue into a couple uh, a couple new podcasts that came out uh, while we were gone. Our My good friend Nate, fellow Steeler fan, I talk about him all the time. He's got a new podcast. It's actually called Leadership Chalk Talk. It is a leadership podcast that teaches you how to be a good leader using sports analogies. So Mike Tomlin gets referenced a lot in that, in that podcast. So check out Leadership Chalk Talk with my buddy Nate and... For all you New York Mets fans, Charlie, our good friend Vito, has Flushing Dreams podcast. It's actually the best Mets podcast out there. So for anyone who is looking for some entertaining Mets content, check out Flushing Dreams podcasts. And of course, make sure you subscribe to us, like us, subscribe to us, leave a comment, leave us a goddamn comment, would you please? Simon, you got anything before we get out of here on our first episode of the new season? So... I'm gonna I'm gonna leave us with a comment about baseball. Ooh, that's still a thing. Oh well, it is because do you know the youngest two teams in baseball? No, they're the Pittsburgh Pirates mm-hmm. and the Cleveland Guardians. And one of those teams is in first place right now, and you should tune in because they're a lot of fun to watch.
Pirates aren't in first place, though. O'Neill Cruz, the cornerstone. Can't wait. Folks, that's it. We'll see ya. We got we should have a new way to sign out this year. You got anything? Butts. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Here we go, Steelers. Let's go, Browns. 